everybody. Good morning. I have a good one for you today. We're going to talk about the election. Oh, nice. Piece of silver. That's very cool. Eisenhower. We're going to talk about the election. We're going to uh, talk about consent. We're going to talk about the mouse utopia experiment. There's a, a good clip that Bible study bear kept from about two years ago that I'm going to play. We are, uh, I'm going to share with you the great moment of signing the first contract for uh, Ursa Ozarks, the Ozarks campground, Ozarks Bertaria. We're going to talk about Khabib and the Muslim concept of riba or compound interest. And if we have time, I'm going to read a story from 1939 about what money is. It's called The Money Myth Exploded by Lewis Evan on Sunday, January 1st, 1939. It's a good little narrative to understand what actually matters in uh, governance, society, all that stuff. And uh, I know a lot of people are very, very angry. Two super chats from yesterday's stream and I'll grab the rest. Thanks, Scott. I'll start with that. About the lack of red wave. I didn't make a prediction either way. I just don't really care because it has nothing to do with that. I was just talking to Vox. We're having some big laughs. We have a nice big, we have a panda, a panda bear rivalry now. He is uh, about whether or not pandas are real. He now has a, a book. I'll just let him explain it. It's hysterical. All right, Rockfin, I got uh, a tip from Denver Attaway. Thank you. And then here's a couple things. Thanks for the laugh from M. Moga. I appreciate that, brother. That panda thing was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, when you're, you're like, look at uh, Fetterman, which is basically Frankenstein's monster. Fetterman go smash. Paul from Pockets of the Future has been doing some hilarious Fetterman jokes. And Dr. Oz, a foreigner who sells vaccines, who got famous from aggressive Satanist Oprah Winfrey. I'm not going to choose that. And, the, and, the, and this one guy got really upset at me today. I didn't even ban him because... Uh, I do have sympathy for people that are currently very upset about uh, politics because they're still in the left-right paradigm. They don't understand the bigger issues. And um, like I, I posted this. I posted this. Qatar World Cup ambassador, homosexuality is damage in the mind. And I said, hey, I'll, I'll vote for this guy. Let's see what I wrote. Just to, uh, just because I usually write some. Oh, I didn't post it. Basically, I said, I'd vote for this guy. And some guy got really upset. And he said, since you didn't vote, I wish you would just shut up since you don't have an opinion anymore. And I wrote, if you don't choose between Coke or Pepsi, you have no opinion on food or drinks or health anymore. And he said, nice gaslighting. But you missed my point. If you aren't willing to get involved and fix it, then you don't have a right to complain about it. And I've told this to everyone that won't vote. If you don't vote, shut up for the next two years. It's actually the exact opposite. If you voted, shut up for the next two years. You can send it to the system. You can send it to the game, the right, left, the red, blue. And what did I write for this? I said, George is guzzling water. And you can do what you want. Just, you know, I'll tell you what I think. So I wrote, quote, unquote, if you don't buy a lottery ticket, don't talk to me about money problems. Dude, George is crushing water right now. All the people complaining that voting is rigged just voted again. 
and got sad when it was revealed it's probably rigged. Guys, it's really kind of crazy at this point. Then they went back to blaming half the U.S. population for the Federal Reserve's agenda. That's why the red team, blue team, red blood, blue blood thing is uh, so insidious is because it's like, oh, it's the Democrats why uh, this is all happening. No, it's the Republicans why this is all happening. No, it's that you've been in a Ponzi, uh, 100-year Ponzi scheme that's winding down. All right, so I said, uh, these wizards have convinced grown men that, quote-unquote, doing something is pressing a rigged bottom button and giving consent to either Frankenstein's monster or a vaccine salesman. Guys, have some dignity. Let's, all right, live stream today. Let's talk actual solutions outside of what you just witnessed. The inconvenient truth is you're inside the end of a Ponzi scheme that started over 100 years ago, and the red-blue teams are both trying as hard as they can to keep the illusion so you can keep your sugar and your pornography. I didn't ban this guy. When he sobers up, I hope he sees the reality of how he sounds. All right. So that's, that's okay, because I realized it didn't matter because the, the Republicans and the Democrats are both fighting over who's going to be better friends with Israel and who's going to give more money to Ukraine. The social issues is the only thing that would ever uh, pull me towards red team, blue team. But in the reality, they don't actually do it. You know, they don't actually ever, <laughs> ever do that. And I believe that Roe v. Wade was overturned just to energize Democrats so that they would go out and vote because now their reproductive rights are on the table. I, I just think it's all about consent. When you hit that button, you consent. You consent to the show, and that's okay. I'm not off grid. I wouldn't mind a, a few more years of uh, of of, an, of a nice, great system chugging along. The social issues are within our own party. Yeah, it's uh, a wise man once said. I think it was either Marcus Aurelius or one of those guys that uh, focus on the things within your power. If you focus on things outside your power, you're actually giving up your power. On Vox's post, the Georgia Senate graph is just like the 2020 election, Hong Kong. Yeah, but don't be bitter. Don't be that guy. Don't be the guy that now spends the next two years complaining about the voting. Focus on what's in your power. Like I, I was doing an Instagram stream last night and someone talked about how uh, cities have collapsed because of uh, Democrats being elected. And no, it's the nature of cities themselves. Cities are dependent and they're always going to have liberal Democrat policies because of the nature of cities. I couldn't think of a single city over 4 million people that doesn't function exactly the same. The one city in America that's large that I always thought was put together well was Fort Worth, Texas. But uh, in general, every city after a certain point follows the mouse utopia experiment. And we're going to talk about that. It doesn't matter. What matters is compound interest rates. Yeah, Fort Worth, I always thought was a clean city. It didn't, um, but it's only a million people though. All right, real quick, let me read this. Kyneton said, I see a lot of upset posts here on Gab, but don't worry guys. Parentheses, parentheses, parentheses. Lucy will hold the football for you again in two years. Parentheses, parentheses. They swear you'll be able to kick it this time. No, really. Yeah, but you have to understand, even if the Republicans won, it wouldn't have mattered. They all have the same policy, financial policy. 
the same policy on Ukraine, on Israel, on hating the Russians, on the bank. A small group of bankers create the agenda and then they create red team, blue team so that we think our neighbors are the cause of the financial collapses. That's really what it is. You know, there is local stuff that matters. Like I'd always vote for my sheriff because he knows that being a police officer is a man's job, like really based awesome stuff like that. He fought uh, Barack Obama on uh, gun rights. And locally, you can actually make a difference. Outside of your county, nothing. State centers, all bought, all paid for. All of them, guys. All of them. What matters is getting out of debt, starting families, being useful to your neighbors. Um, if you, like, supporting the Bertaria campgrounds was infinitely more productive than voting. You know, even just the, st the statistics about it. If you have... A hundred million, that's a lottery ticket. It's nothing, it's just consent. And if you think they're cheating, why would you play? Like, would you play in a game? Like yesterday, me and my friends played a game of pickleball. If there was a ref that I knew was going to cheat, would I still play? No, I wouldn't play. For those of you who want off the rigged game, you can join the rest of us who have already started building the future. You don't have to have a PhD in history or economics to know this thing is coming down. You can either wake up when you're sifting through the rubble or you can jack sparrow yourself into a better place when it starts crumbling. Okay, let's take a quick look at this legend, Khabib. This is, this is, the, this is the fight. One reason why I've always been very uh, generous with my compliments to Islam and a lot of Muslims is because they're some of the uh, few people that focus on the financial side of politics. Compound interest. The Federal Reserve, you know, listen to this dude. This is the best fighter that's ever existed. This is the best fighter in the history of UFC. And I try to stay away from riba. And riba, one of the biggest sin Allah mm. mentioned in Quran, I'm Muslim, you know. Yeah. Mm. And people underestimate this. Riba can kill not couple people. They kill all, like, cities, countries, you know. Now understand that. So when people are complaining about whether or not Dr. Oz or the ghost of Frankenstein is going to win, Compound interest will turn every nation to, to dust. And right now we are sitting on at the tail end of a, of a Ponzi scheme and they can keep it going. I mean, I, I was talking to my buddy last night. I'm like, do you think it's over? He's like, dude, they've been patching this shit for a long time. You know, I'm about to, I'm going to read you guys this story about what money is from 1939. And it's been 80 years and they're still going with the same financial system. But as they go with the Ponzi scheme, they have to keep sucking up the wealth of the population. They have to keep humiliating, taking away quote unquote freedoms. It's all the financial system. And I try to stay away from this. And for me, it's very hard where I keep my money. I know a lot of people like big businessmen, uh, when they realize what is this riba and they have like big contracts, they offer like big banks. They want to invest. And when they understand this is riba, they say no. Mm. They say, no, no, only 1%. No. Half percent, no. Same thing, half percent or 50%. No is no. Riba is riba, you know? And that's why, and it's a little bit sad to understand there is not too many invest companies like who can help billions yeah. Muslim people who want to stay away from riba. I'm Muslim and I try to... I, that's exactly right. That's the fight. 
And so some people are like, but without compound interest, how do you even invest? Tons of investment. Like, for example, yesterday when we played pickleball at this indoor pickle pickleball place, uh, my friend's a member. He's like insane at pickleball. It was funny. Like my buddy, who's basically like a pro pickleball player, and my son Walter were on a team, and then me and Woody were on a team, and they were beating us. And so it was kind of funny. Because uh, me and Woody just kept aiming it at Walter, who's my son. He's a six-year-old. And we're like, the kid's the weak, the weak link. <laughs> but Walter was actually playing really well. But okay, so let's say you have a business where it's $50 a month membership. When you play pickleball, it's 15 bucks. You pay off your bills and the rest is profit. There's no rebound that. So if somebody invests and then they get a percentage of the profit, it's not, you're not grinding people down with compound interest rates. There's a million ways that you can make money on investments that, um, that benefit your local community. And no politician in any of these races has brought up uh, compound interest rates or REBA, not one time. And that's why I don't care who wins because it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, the the, Demo- the Republicans are more Judeo-Christian and they don't want to cut off your dicks till you're 13. Guys, come on. Uh, here's a really beautiful scene that I'll share with you guys. This is uh, us signing the first contract to Ursa Ozarks. Thank you all who's donated. We're going to keep doing this for uh, years. Charging for a real exchange of value is key or hourly work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, like uh, if you have... You, Loan someone money to get a chainsaw. They go out and work. You get 3% of profits off the work. It's not, you don't get a percentage of the money itself. Money can't make more money. We're so far in the hole with money that it's a joke. I am going to read this story, I realized. They all claim they're Christian, but never run on platforms of enforcing Jubilees. No, no, no. I mean, and they're, they're into gay marriage, sodomy. It's dude, it's, it doesn't matter that ship, that Babylon is falling. Let's focus on what actually matters. And I know that guy was upset at me. Oh, if you didn't vote, if you didn't buy a lottery ticket, don't complain to me about your finance. That's a perfect metaphor. If you don't buy a lottery ticket, don't complain to me about your financial problems. No problem. I'm not complaining. I'm building. We're all building here. Let's focus on a great moment in Bertarian history. Here we go. Hey Bears, in front of me are two contracts. One is lease with option to purchase and the other is contract for sale of real estate for the first 33 acres. So we're going and I wanted you to be a part of this process. Thank you all for uh, making this happen. And it's the start of something really beautiful. Isn't that right, Walter? Okay, so I'm gonna sign this here. Make sure that Congress all sees it. Congress, Congress, everybody. And then we're going to sign right here. And to commemorate, Walter is going to play a little song on the violin. Go ahead, Walter, play us away. What should I play? What song makes you think of a glorious land purchase in Missouri? How about, uh, play your favorite song. How about Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star? Joy to the World, there you go. So my son will play Joy to the World as we produce and take part in some joy for this world. Go ahead, Walter.
contracts have been signed. Joy to the world. That was a wonderful moment. Uh, yeah, uh, Kyneton said, uh, Walter fiddled as Rome was built. Yeah, a lot of people, I, I, I'm glad people in the chat are happy that I explained how you can make investments without riba, without uh, compound interest. It's, it's, you're, 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 you have skin in the game. Like you have more, if the other person profits, you get a piece of that profit, but the money itself is not magnifying. Because once you start Reba a little bit, there's no way back. It just, you, it, it goes all the way until complete collapse. And if you want to better understand um, how cities work, I'll show you that in a second. Also, I had a theory that people say N-word because they don't want to say the word of what is becoming God to them. And I'm starting to see that there's more and more evidence to that. Here you have the Episcopal Church. Grace Church welcomes you. Faces of God, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and some other N. Okay, so they, they, I really do think they are trying to create a deity out of, um, out of black criminals. All right, moving on. So here is a... Kyenton, did you put this on BitChute yet, like I, uh, like I asked, or should we just go with the Instagram one? Just finished yesterday's stream. Great point about us not caring about the PSYOPs, so they aren't working. Yes. Uh, yeah, oh, it's okay, Kyenton. Okay, so... Cities, I, until a few years ago, until a few years ago, I thought that cities were so gross because of, um, because of democratic policies. I had a bit of a hurricane situation. Oh, no way, guy did. How dare you? No excuses though? No, if you're in a hurricane, that's fine. Uh, what was I just talking about? And it's not that, it's the nature of living in a city. This is kind of a long, uh, a long video, but that's all right. I have this and then the story of money, some mail, and that's it for today. I want to keep it a little tighter. Uh, and I like to stay very useful to you people. All right, this was from two years ago, from episode 967. If you want to watch the whole episode, you can get it at unauthorized.tv. This is about the utopia experiment, today's men and women. Because in their culture... Uh, the more privileges you have, the more ease your life is, you should become happier. But in reality, the opposite is true. That the struggles of life, you know, the, the winter winds and the, and the coyote breaking through your fence, teaching you a valuable lesson, and the cries of a baby, and, you know, dealing with, you know, maintaining a very healthy and happy marriage with a lot of children, all this stuff, and and really getting to know your neighbors, but having death in the family and seeing bodies in the snow, like that is what makes you good. The people, and okay, another one is transgenderism. So why do they care about that? And I'm about to show you the urban do not know where the food comes from. There are some that are based that get it and they're very grateful and, um, but it's hard. They lose track of it a lot, but yeah, they don't know. And without the, the bottom, the top all dies. That's why there is a right answer. Although I'm expressing empathy and I'm showing you guys um, why they're like this, there is a right answer. The top does not grow anything, produce anything, protect anyone. It's a, it's a mouse utopia experiment. And I'm about to show you something that's very interesting. So when you understand that there's eugenesis in the world, you see Bill Gates. Now, why would Bill Gates, why would these people think that the world's over, too crowded? 
Why would they think that human beings are destroying the environment? Why would they think that human beings are a virus or a toxin on this world and we have to lower the population? Because they live there. Now, is it an accurate representation of the world? Not even close. As I just said, 70% of America is completely empty. One of the biggest spells there is, is uh, scarcity. Everywhere there's soil, there's unlimited food. Everywhere there's other men and women, there's armies, friends, you know, labor forces. Um, like, th th it's a gift. Another human being in this cold world is a gift. And you have to seriously manufacture such an insane environment that will never exist in God's world to get people in this state of mind where they hate human beings. But can you blame them? I mean, they're wrong, but look at that. So why are they obsessed with transgenderism? Because, as I'll show you in the mouse utopia experiment, when you make someone's life too easy and put them in these honeycombs, their gender starts to fade. Some of these, a lot of these people are- This guy's really crushing it. By the way, I just got this from Jackal Bad Bear, as you can see here. Uh, as you can see here, I am a hardcore Republican now. I just, uh, I just lost my Senate seat. I just lost my Senate seat, but I just want to show my full commitment, my full commitment to what really matters. All right. So the nature of cities has nothing to do with who's sitting in a, uh, in an office. It's not red team, blue team. It has to do with population density, morality, and the amount of people that are from different cultures in one area. If you have a good idea of everyone's morality, stance on guns, culture, you know, you have high trust, then everyone having a gun is a great idea. When you walk down the street and you see a black guy, then a Filipino, then a Mexican, then a Sri Lankan, then a homeless guy, when you're stepping over the bodies of the homeless, you start thinking that humans are a scourge. And that's why cities are always going to be like this. Let's continue. Legitimately, like, their hormones are really whacked. Like the men grow mammary glands, they are effeminate, they don't have a masculinity because they've been pampered by a nanny state. And the women, because there is no men around them, there's no like masculine energy, they start adapting to that and becoming more masculine. They are promiscuous, they want to be the head of businesses, they wanna be lawyers, they wanna you know, be ruthless. Because a, a woman has an epigenetic uh, relief, uh, change that happens when she's surrounded by cowards and feminized men. So the men become feminized because they don't advance as a man. There's no problems. It's ease. And there's no, and because there's so many men there, they don't grow. It's just like, it, it's like uh, factory farming. And so because the women are surrounded by zero masculine energy, they develop masculine traits. And that's when you get this gender fluidity. Now, the way they see the world is, how dare you deny my existence? And guys, they exist. It's it's, I consider it mental illness. It's the same as when you put a hundred chickens in a little square for factory farming and you make them live on top of each other, they will become insane. And so because the male endocrine system doesn't advance or it doesn't work because of their environment, and there's scientific studies, Science itself has become a blaspheme of itself. I'm gonna to get to that with religion and tribe in a minute, but science is supposed to be uh, dedicated completely to the material. 
And now they, they aren't. They're completely in the, in the uh, metaphysical. Because you can do studies with mice, and I'm about to show you one, that proves this. And so when the men's endocrine systems and their gender fades, you develop, like, let's just watch this. I, I hope you guys are enjoying this. I know I'm very focused, but my mom really enjoys when I do this. I got some funny stuff to show you really soon, but, but watch this. This is the uh, Mouse Utopia Experiment. It's, got, it's a little, you know, maybe like 10 minutes we'll watch this. It's uh, quite interesting. There you go. To complete, Dr. Calhoun used white mice to study population growth and its effects on individual behavior. In yeah, and someone says, is the reason my wife's such a crusher is because I'm such a legend. Yeah, the, the babies and children get their uh, nervous system response from their mother. That's why a calm, relaxed, well-slept mother usually has very well-behaved children. In case you guys are just joining... I, I'm a Republican candidate for Senate. Um, and this is the hat that they make me wear. And so then the woman's level of endocrine response, nervous system response, a lot of times when they're in a tight family comes from the man. And then the man's comes from his faith in God, in my opinion. And so this is the mouse utopia experiment. And this will help you better understand that there's no way to vote your way out of this. There's no way to vote your way. And this is not despair. It's about consent. It's like when you realize that hitting a little button isn't going to change a goddamn thing about the, uh, the Reba financial system, the compound usury interest rate financial system, or the nature of people's lives. They're taking pills because they're so sad in a factory farming environment in a city. It's like an open air concentration camp. There's no way out of that. So we'll watch a little bit more of this and then you can watch the rest at unauthorized.tv. ...to his renowned research papers, he has recorded some of these observations on film. In this 16-cell mouse habitat, utopian conditions of nutrition, comfort, and housing were provided for a potential population of over 3,000 mice. Yet, in spite of ideal conditions, the mouse population met with catastrophe. Individuals were kept track of by color markings on their fur. Factors which normally control population growth, such as predation by owls or cats, were eliminated. <coughs> Transmissible disease was also reduced. <coughs> In effect, the mouse universe... By the way, when you take away predatory threats, hardships, hunger... Um, it actually ruins you. That's why my family's been a lot happier. I mean, I'm waking up in the morning. This morning it was like five degrees with a wind chill because the wind was so high. You know, breaking ice, feeding chickens, milking goats, uh, all this kind of stuff. Like uh, hauling hay, go, dr physically driving to get my mail. These are the things that keep me sane, keep me healthy, keep me creative. When you take away all that, like I had a buddy who's like, oh, you can just buy whole milk. Why, why, why not just buy it? I'm like, no, no one gets my chores. That's what's keeping me sane. All right. And this is what cities do to people. Simulated the present situation of a continually expanding population of humans. Now the gravel, real quick, the gravel there, there, there is a gravel in this. 
By the way, I'm responding. Great synchronicity. Someone says, Bear Witness says it doesn't have to be this way. They perform this experiment to make things this way. I think I may be responding to your question right now, interestingly enough. Is that they're, they're not really acknowledging that it's urban. Maybe they do. I, haven't, I, I have to re-look at that. But the continuing expansion population of humans, as I said, one of the most fundamental things you have to remember is 70% of America is empty. This is a okay. So bear witness said, okay, a lot of the mouse experiments only exist in captivity. So you have a point about that. Like when they showed that a mouse would take cocaine until it died, it's because it was in captivity. If you put a mouse in its natural environment, it would do cocaine once and never take it again. That's true. But this is the simulated captivity of urban living. I hope that answers your, your question. That's a spell. It's the spell of scarcity. So understand that everything they're describing is urban, but but this is very valid. All right. Our universe grew. We'll use the familiar population graph again. Within the first 100 days, the mice went through the period Dr. Calhoun called strive. This was a period of adjustment. Territories were established and nests were made. The next period lasted about 250 days. The population of the mice doubled every 60 days. This was called the exploit period. The use of resources became unequal. So this is the baby boomer phase. So when the mice get their pornography, their sugar, take away all predators, you know, then you have the boom. Ba-boom! And wait till you see what happens next. Each living unit was identical in structure and opportunities. More food and water was consumed <coughs> in some areas. As the population increased, most mice associated eating and drinking with the presence of others, and crowding developed in certain units. <coughs> period consisting of 300 days found the population of mice leveling off. This was called the equilibrium period. Dr. Calhoun noticed that the newer generations of young were inhibited since most space was already socially defined. At this time, some unusual behavior became noticeable. Violence became prevalent. Excess males strived for acceptance. Those are obviously the black mice. Were rejected and withdrew. Dr. Bowler Bear has a great point. They should add other areas the mice could go to where food is hard to get. Would they choose to live on top of each other with easy food or go work for it? Now that's what I'm talking about. That's real science, Bowler Bear. Together, they would exhibit brief flurries of violence among themselves. Wait till you see them all get gay. The effects of violence became increasingly visible. Certain individuals became targets of repeated attack. So when the Jews, so when um, when they get unlimited food, they're they're uh, they're the thing they're struggling against, which is normally life itself, nature. 
you know, acquisition of food, all that. When that goes away, all those struggles go away, their struggle becomes internal, it becomes other mice, and it becomes nonsensical. Sound familiar? These individuals would have badly chewed and scarred tails. Other young mice growing into adulthood exhibited an even different type of behavior. Dr. Calhoun called these individuals the beautiful ones. <laughs> Fancy Their dance. time was devoted solely to grooming, eating, and sleeping. <laughs> this one gets interesting. <coughs> they never involved themselves with others, engaged in sex, nor would they fight. All appeared as a beautiful exhibit of the species, with keen, alert eyes and a healthy, well-kept body. These mice, however, could not cope with unusual stimuli. <laughs> Though they looked inquisitive, they were, in fact, very stupid. <laughs> Dr. Calhoun called the last period the die phase, leading the population into extinction. Although the mouse utopia could house 3,000, the population began to decline at 2,200. In the shift from the equilibrium to the die phase, each animal became less aware of associates, despite all animals being pushed closer together. Dr. Calhoun concluded, that the mice could not effectively deal with the repeated contact of so many individuals. The evidence of violence... Yes, yeah, cities make you insane. Like they do, having that much contact with so many different people every day. You know, for those of you that are just joining, I'm running for Senate as a Republican. I'm going to take this off now. It's a little absurd. All right, let's just watch a little bit more and then we'll continue here increased to the point where most individuals had had their tails bitten to some degree. Eventually, <laughs> the entire mouse population perished. Dr. Calhoun's experiment is a classic example of a typical population and its growth when left unchecked. Research in this area... Okay, so if you want to see where that goes, subscribe to unauthorized.tv. All my old ones are there, and it's damn good. So that's pretty much what you're dealing with with cities. And whether or not you paint a mouse red or blue, it really doesn't matter. And I'm sure, like, there's, there's a lot more interesting studies we could do, as our black friend Bowler Bear pointed out. Okay, so let's see. I have this. It, this is kind of long. But, uh, but I think it's really relevant right now. Would you guys like to hear a story read by the great big bear? The great bard? about what money is. It's called The Money Myth Exploded. Would you like me to read to you guys? Would you like me to read to you a bedtime story written in 1939? Let's do it. We're, and then uh, I, uh, Food Force Bear has a new cartoon, and then I have some letters. Okay. Oh, The Money Myth Exploded was written in 1936. Number one, shipwreck survivors. An explosion had blown their ship apart. Each one held on to the first bit of wreckage that came to hand, and when it was over, there were five left, five huddled on a raft, which the waves carried along aimlessly. As for the other victims of the disaster, there was no sign of them. For hours, long hours, their eyes searched the horizon. Would a passing ship see them? Would their makeshift raft find its way to some friendly shore? Suddenly a cry rang out, Look, over there, in the direction the waves are taking us. And as the shoreline draws nearer, faces brighten up. There are five of them. Frank, the big and energetic carpenter. It was he who had first cried land. Paul, a farmer 
whom you can see front and left in the picture kneeling with one hand on the ground, uh, the other gripping the mast of the uh, raft. And Jim, the animal breeder, is the one wearing striped pants. Harry, a plant specialist, a little plump, is sitting on a trunk salvaged from the wreck. And Tom, a geologist, is the big guy who stands in the back with his hands on the carpenter's shoulders. Okay, so the reason I like this story so much is it explains how money works, but it shows you that this can happen with five people. This can happen in a home. This can happen when you order a pizza. That's why when people say, we just have to get rid of the government. I see governments form constantly. Number two, a provincial land. To our five men, setting foot on the land was like returning to life from the grave. After they had dried and warmed themselves, their first impulse was to explore this little island onto which they had been cast, far from civilization. A quick survey was sufficient to raise their spirit. The island was not a barren rock. True enough, there were the only men on it at the moment, but judging from the herds of semi-domesticated animals that they had encountered, other people had lived here in the past. Jim, the animal breeder, claimed that he could improve the herds and get good return from it. Paul found the island soil to be quite suitable for cultivation, for the most part. Harry discovered some fruit trees, which, if properly tended, would bring in a good benefit. Frank was mainly impressed by the large stands of timber and their many species of wood. It would be no big deal to cut trees and to build houses for the little colony. As for Tom, the prospector, he was mainly interested by a more rocky part of the island. Many signs led him to believe that the undersoil had rich minerals. Notwithstanding his lack of tools, Tom felt that his ingenuity and initiative would allow him to produce metals from the ore. Every person could thus practice his favorite trade for everyone else's benefit. Together, they thanked Providence for what might otherwise have been a major tragedy, and the island was called Salvation Island. Salvage. True wealth, number three. And so they got to work. The carpenter built houses and made furniture. At first, they find the food where they can eat, where they can, but soon the fields are tilled and seeded. The farmer harvests the crops. As seasons pass, the island's wealth increases, not with gold or paper money, but with real wealth, things which feed, dress, shelter, things that answer needs. Life wasn't always as smooth as they wished it would be. They lacked many of the things they had done, gotten grown accustomed to in the civilized world, but their lot could have been a great deal worse. Besides all the experience, the depression in Canada, besides all had experienced the depression in Canada, hilarious Canada, they still remembered the hardship they had endured while stores filled to overflowing stood within walking distance of their doorstep. At least on Salvation Island, no one forced them to watch the things they needed to go to waste before their eyes. Taxes were unknown here, nor did they live with the constant fear of seizure by the bailiff. They worked hard at times, but at least they could enjoy the fruits of their labor. Thus the island was developed, all the while thanking God and hoping for the day they could be reunited with friends and family, having retained both life and health, two of the greatest blessings. I think there's a gaslight script from Groundworks to convince people they need to be controlled. Uh, the Mouse Utopia experiment. I witnessed the Mouse Utopia experiment every, every city I've ever been to. Um, no, I don't think it's graveled. That's why you don't hear about it in school, because it's so obviously true. Number four, before I get to that, let me quickly read these uh, super chats. Politics of professional wrestling, says Jason Langham. And Chance says, Krishna means black, and the ancient world depicted the Savior God with black skin all over the world. Well, that's nonsense. Anyway... 
A serious inconvenience. Thank you for the super chat, though. Our men often got together to talk business. Under the simple economic system they had developed, one thing bothered them more and more. They had no money of any kind. Barter, the direct exchange of goods against goods, has its drawbacks. The products to be exchanged are not always present at the same time. For example, wood delivered to the farmer during the winter could not be redeemed with potatoes until another six uh, months had passed. That's why the original money, by the way, are, it's always been a form of an IOU. Or else one man might have an article of considerable size he wished to exchange for a number of smaller articles produced by different men at different times. All this made business more difficult. With money in circulation, each one could sell his products to the others for money. With the money, they could buy from the other, others the things they wanted at the moment they wanted or at the time becomes available. By the way, this is all good so far. All agreed that a money system would be practical, but none of them knew how to set up such a system. They knew how to produce true wealth, goods, but they did not know how to produce the symbols, money. They did not know how money begins and how to make it begin when there is none and there to decide to have some. Many well-educated men would no doubt have been faced with the same difficulty. Our governments were all in that same predicament during the 10 years prior to the war. The only thing the country lacked at that time was money, and the government remained paralyzed by this problem. Number five, arrival of a refugee. One evening, when all five men were sitting on the beach going over their problem for the hundredth time, they suddenly saw approaching a small boat with a solitary man at the oars, with a very, very small hat. <laughs> they made haste to help him. He was given proper treatment. They then engaged in conversation. They learned that he, too, had escaped a shipwreck of which he was the sole survivor. His name was Oliver. Delighted to have a new companion, they gave him a warm welcome, and they took him on a tour of the colony. Even though we're lost and cut off from the rest of the world, they told him, we can't complain. The earth and the forest are good to us. The only thing that we are missing is money to facilitate the exchange of our products. Well, you can thank Providence, replied Oliver. Money has no secrets for me. I'm a banker, and in no time I can set up a system of money guaranteed to satisfy you. A banker, a banker, an angel coming down from heaven could not have inspired more reverence. Are we not accustomed, we civilized people, to bow down before bankers, they who control the lifeblood of finance? Number six, the god of civilization. By the way, the picture of the banker is exactly how you picture it. Mr. Oliver, as our banker, you have no other work to do other than look after our money. I shall carry out this duty, having, as any baker would, the satisfaction of forgiving the community's prosperity. Uh, the satisfaction of forging the community's prosperity. Mr. Oliver, we're going to build you a house worthy of a banker. But in the meantime, do you mind living in the building we use to hold our meetings? That will be fine, my friends. But let us first unload from the boat what I was able to salvage from the wreck. There's a small printing press with some paper and accessories. And above all, there's a little barrel that you will need to handle with the greatest of care. They unloaded everything. The small barrel aroused intense curiosity in these people. This barrel, declared Ira, uh, <laughs> Oliver, contains an unequaled treasure. It is filled with gold. Full of gold? Five souls came close to parting with five bodies. The god of civilization had landed upon Salvation Island. The golden god, always hidden, yet ever so powerful. So terrible, whose presence, absence, or slightest whims 
going to decide the fate of hundreds of nations. Gold, Mr. Oliver, you are indeed a great banker. Do accept our humble homage and our oaths of fidelity. Yes, my friends, gold is enough for a continent, but gold is not for circulation. Gold must be hidden. Gold is the soul of sound money, and the soul must remain invisible. But I'll explain this further when I lend you the money. Number seven, the secret burial. This, by the way, it's the same trick they do over and over and over. And this is the only thing that currently matters when it comes to politics. Politics, what button you press does not matter at all. Before they went their separate ways for the night, Oliver asked them one question. How much money will you need to begin with in order to facilitate trading? They looked at one another, then differentially toward the banker. After a bit of calculation and with the advice of the kindly banker, they declared that $200 each would do. The men parted, exchanging enthusiastic comments, going to bed late. It was morning before they could get any sleep after having spent the night lying awake, dreaming of gold, their eyes wide open. As for Oliver, he wasted no time. Fatigue was forgotten as he concentrated on his future as a banker. By dawn's first light, he dug a pit into which he rolled the barrel. He then filled in the hole, covering it with tufts of grass, and went so far as to transplant a shrub so to erase all traces. Then he went back to work with his little press to turn out a thousand one-dollar bills. Watching the clean new banknotes come out of the press, he thought to himself, how simple it is to make money. It will draw its value from the products it will buy. Without products, these bills will be worthless. My five naive customers don't know this. They believe that money derives its value from gold. I hold them in my power through their ignorance. At nightfall, the five came running to Oliver. Number eight, who owns the money? Five bundles of new banknotes were sitting on the table. Before distributing the money, said the banker, I would like your attention. Now the basis of all money is gold, and the gold stored away in the vault of my bank is my gold. Therefore, the money is mine. Oh, don't look so sad. I'm going to lend you this money, and you're going to use it as you please. I will only charge you interest. Reba. Considering the money is scarce here, since there is none, I think I am reasonable in asking a meager, meager 8% interest. Oh, that's quite reasonable, Mr. Oliver. One more thing, my friends. Business is business, even between good friends. Before getting your money, each of you is going to sign a document whereby you promise to pay back both the interest and capital under penalty of confiscation of property by myself. Oh, this is a mere formality. Your property is of no interest to me. I'm satisfied with money, and I feel sure that you'll keep your property and that I'll get my money back. That makes sense, Mr. Oliver. We'll work harder than ever in order to pay you back. That's the spirit. And anytime you have a problem, you come and see me. Your banker is your best friend. Now here's $200 for each of you. And the five men happily went away, their hands and their heads filled with dollar bills. Number nine, an arithmetic problem. Oliver's money circulated on the island, made simpler by money, trade doubled. Everyone is happy and the banker is greeted with respect and gratitude. Nevertheless, Tom, the prospector, looks worried. His products are still underground. He has only a few dollars left. How can he reimburse the banker his soon-to-be-expired loan? After wrestling with this, his own problem, Tom decided to look at it from the standpoint of the whole community. Can the population of the island, taken as a whole, he mused, meet its obligations? Oliver issued a total of $1,000. He's asking $1,080 in return. 
But even if we were to bring them every dollar bill on the island, we would still be $80 short. <laughs> Nobody issued the extra $80. We turn out products, not dollar bills. Oliver can therefore take over the entire island since we together as a group cannot pay back both money and interest. Do you see? If those who can afford to pay back do so without care for the others, some will fail right away and some will survive. But their turn will come and the banker will seize everything. Better to unite now and settle this matter as a group. Tom had no problem convincing the others that they had been taken in by Oliver. A meeting with Oliver uh, was decided upon, the benevolent banker. Oliver guessed that was on their minds, but he put on his best front. Frank, impulsive as ever, stated their case. How can we bring back $1,080 when there is only $1,000 on the entire island? That's because of the interest, my friends. Did your production not increase? Yes, but the money hasn't. And it is money you're asking for, not our products. You were the only one who can make money, but you made only 1000 and yet you asked for 1080 This is not possible. Now listen, my friends, for the greater good of the community, bankers always adapt themselves to the conditions of the time. I will require that you only pay the interest, only $80. You will hold on to the capital. Are you going to cancel the $200 each that we owe? Oh, no, I'm sorry, but a, a banker never cancels a debt. You still owe me all the money you borrowed, but each year you will redeem only the interest. I won't pressure you into paying back the capital. Maybe some of you won't be able to repay even the interest because of the money changing hands among you, but you can organize yourself into a nation and set up a system of contributions called taxes. Those who have more money will pay higher taxes. The others will pay less. As long as you bring me, collectively, the total amount owed as interest, I shall be satisfied and your nation will thrive. The five of them left, somewhat pacified, but still thoughtful. Number 11, Oliver exults. Oliver is alone. He is deep in reflection. His thoughts run thus. Business is good. These men are good workers, but stupid. Their ignorance and naivety is my strength. They asked for money and I gave them chains instead. They covered me with flowers while I was picking their pockets. Oh, great banker, I feel your banking genius cursing through my entire being. Illustrious master, how right you were when you said, give me control of a nation's money and I care not who makes its laws. I'm the master of Salvation Island because I control its money. I could rule the universe. What I, Oliver, have done here, I can do throughout the world. Let the day come when I can leave this island. I know how to rule the world without wearing a crown. And the whole structure of the banking system reveals itself to Oliver's delighted mind. Number 12, the cost of living becomes unbearable. Sound familiar? Meanwhile, things went bad to worse on Salvation Island. Production was up and bartering had dropped to a minimum. Oliver collected his interest regularly. Money had to be set aside for him. Money tended to agglomerate instead of circulate freely. Those who paid the most taxes complained against those who paid less, and they raised their prices so as to compensate their loss. The less fortunate who paid no taxes lamented the high cost of living and bought less. Morale was low. The joy went out of living. No one took an interest in work. Sound familiar? Why should he? Products sold poorly, and when they did sell, taxes had to be collected for Oliver. They did without. Recession hit, and each one accused his neighbor of lacking in virtue and of being the cause for the high cost of living. 
One day, Harry, sitting in the orchard, pondered over the situation. He finally arrived at the conclusion that this quote-unquote progress born of the banker's monetary system had spoiled everything on the island. Unquestionably, all five had their faults, but Oliver's system seemed to bring out the worst in human nature. Harry decided to demonstrate this to his friends and to unite them for action. He started with Jim, who was not hard to convince. I'm no genius, he said, but I have sensed this for a long time. This banker system is more rotten than last year's manure. One by one, they reached the same conclusion, and they decided to have another meeting with Oliver. Number 13, enslaved by Oliver. All hell broke loose at the bankers. Money is scarce on the island, sir, because you take it away from us. We pay you and pay you, and you still owe, and still owe you as much as at the beginning. We work, we improve our land, but find ourselves worse off than the day you arrive. Debts, debts, over all our heads with debts. Now, my friend, let us reason. If your lands have improved, it is thanks to me. A good banking system is a country's best asset. But to benefit from it, you must first have faith in the banker. Come to me as you would a father. Do you want more money? Very well. My barrel of gold is worth many times a thousand dollars. See, I will mortgage your new properties and lend you another thousand at this very moment. Twice the amount of debt, twice the interest to pay every year forever. Yes, but I'll lend you more as long as you expand your domain. And all you have to do is pay the interest. You'll lump together your debts. This will be called a consolidated debt, and you can add to your debt year after year, but your income will rise also. Thanks to my loans, you will develop your country. So then the more the island is developed, the more our total debt will increase. As with all civilized countries, the public debt is a measure of a country's prosperity. Number 14. The wolf devours the lamb. Is this what you call sound money, Mr. Oliver? A national debt that has become necessary and unpayable? This is not sound, it is unsound. Gentlemen, all sound money is based on gold, and it comes from the banks in the form of a debt. The national debt is a good thing. It places governments under the wisdom that rests in bankers. As a banker, I am the light of civilization here on your little island. Mr. Oliver, we may be simple, uneducated folks, but we don't want that kind of civilization here. We will not borrow another penny from you. Sound money or not, we don't want to have any further dealings with you. Gentlemen, I deeply regret this ill-advised decision of yours, but if you put an end to our dealing together, just remember that I have your signatures. Reimburse all you owe me, capital and interest. But that's impossible, sir. If we give you all the money on the island, we would still be in your debt. I can't help that. Did you or did you not sign? Yes? Well, then, by virtue of the sanctity of contracts, I hereby seize your mortgage property as agreed to at the time. You were so happy to have my help. If you don't want to serve the supreme authority of money willingly, then you will have to obey it by force. You're con you'll continue to exploit the island, but for my own interest and my own conditions. Now, be on your way. I will give you my orders tomorrow. Number 15, control of the press. Oliver knew that whoever controls the nation's money controls the nation, but he also knew to maintain that control it was necessary to keep the people in a state of ignorance and to distract them by whatever means. Oliver had noticed that two of the five islanders were conservatives and the three were liberals. This showed in their evening conversations, especially since they had become his slaves. Arguments would break out between conservatives and liberals. By the way, this was written in 1936. 
On different occasions, Harry, less partisan than the others, had suggested to unite the people to exert pressure on the authorities, a dangerous power for any dictatorship. Such a union Oliver could not tolerate. It would mean the end of his rule. No dictator, financial or otherwise, could stand up to a people united and educated. Oliver set out to foster political strife between them. The printing press was put to work, turning out two weekly newspapers, The Sun for the Liberals and The Star for the Conservatives. The Sun argued that if you are no longer in control of your own life, it's because of those treacherous conservatives who have sold out to big business. Well, the Star argued that national debt is due to the liberals, those political daredevils. And the two political factions fought it out while forgetting the one who had laid chains upon them, the money controller, Oliver. Number 16, a priceless bit of information. One day, Tom, the prospector, found a lifeboat that had run aground in a small cove at the end of the island. The lifeboat was empty except for a trunk in good condition lying on the bottom of it. He opened the trunk. Among some clothing and a few other things, something caught his eye. The first book-bound issue of the Michael Journal. He had found a copy of a social credit publication. Curious, Tom sat down and began to read it. His interest grew and his face lit up. And then he cried out, This is what we should have known all along. Money does not draw its value from gold, but from the products it can buy. Money is a form of accounting. The credits pass from one account to the next according to purchases and sales. The total amount of money being based on the total amount of production. Each time production increases, the amount of money must increase accordingly. Never at any time should interest be paid on new money. Progress is not to be measured by a public debt, but by an equivalent dividend given to each individual. Prices are to be adjusted by purchasing power by a compensated discount, social credit. But Tom could no longer contain himself. He got up and set off to run, book in hand, to share his fantastic discovery with his four companions. Money, basic accounting. Tom becomes the teacher. This, he said, is what we could have done without the banker, without gold, without underwriting contracts. I open an account for each one of you. In the column on the right, you will find the credits. The amount that increase your account to the left are found the de- uh, debits, which decrease your account. We each wanted 200 hours to begin with. Upon agreeing, let us write 200 to each credit. Each person now has 200. Frank buys $10 worth of products from Paul. I deduct 10 from Frank's account, leaving him with 190. I added 10 to Paul's account, so now he has 210. Jim buys eight from Paul. I deduct eight from Jim's account, blah, blah, blah. Paul buys 15 worth of wood from Frank. I deduct 15 from Paul's account, blah, blah, blah. And so on and so forth, from one account to another in the same way that banknotes go from one man's pocket to another. If one of us needs money to expand production, we grant him the credit he needs interest-free. He repays the credit once he has sold the products. The same applies to public works. Likewise, each one's account is periodically increased by an additional amount, but without taking anything away from anyone, in order that all the benefit from the progress made by society. That's the national dividend. This way, money becomes an instrument of service. Number 18, the banker's despair. Everyone understood the members of the small community were now social creditors. The following day, Oliver, the banker, received a letter signed by the five. Sir, you, know, have, you have needlessly driven us into debt and exploited us. We no longer need you to run our money system. From here on, we will have all the money we need, with no gold, no debt, no thieves. We are establishing at once a system of social credit on the island. The national dividend will be replaced by the national debt. 
If you insist on being repaid, we can return all the money you gave us, but nothing more. You cannot claim what you have not made. Oliver was in despair. His empire was crumbling. The five were now social creditors. Money and credit were no longer a mystery. Oh, what can I do, Oliver thought. Should I ask for their forgiveness, become like one of them? Oh, could I, a financier and a banker, do such a thing? No, I would rather do without than keep to, than, uh, without them and keep to myself. Number 19, the fraud is revealed. To avoid any future claims, the five men decided to have the banker sign a document attesting to the fact that he again possessed all he had when he first arrived on the island. An inventory was taken, the boat, the oars, the printing press, and the famous barrel of gold. Oliver had to reveal where he had hidden the barrel. Our boys pulled it out of the hole with considerably less respect this time around. Social credit had taught them to despise gold. Upon lifting the barrel, the prospector found it to be surprisingly light. I doubt very much whether this barrel is full of gold, he said. Frank did not hesitate any longer. A blow of the axe and the contents of the barrel were exposed. Gold? Not so much of a grain of it, just rocks. <laughs> Our men couldn't get over it. To think that we were mesmerized by such an extent of this low life. How could we possibly go into rapture over the mere mention of gold? That we should have mortgaged all of our possessions for a few pieces of paper that were based on a shovel full of rocks, a thief, and a liar. To think that we have sulked at and hated one another for months for such a fraud, that devil. By the time Frank raised his axe, the banker had already fled toward the forest. Number, last one. Number 20. No one ever heard of Oliver after his barrel was gutted and his hoax was revealed. No, he came to America. Shortly after, a ship that had run off course noticed signs of life on its uncharted island and anchored off at a short distance from shore. The men learned that the ship was en route to America, so they decided to take with them what they could carry and to return to their country. Above all, they made sure they brought back with them the first book-bound issue of the Michael Journal that had freed them from the banker's clutch and enlightened their minds with an inextinguishable light. They promised one another upon arrival to the country they would get in touch with the publishers of the Michael Journal and join a worthy cause. Yeah, obviously the Michael Journal thing all failed. I mean, that was kind of the point of this story, but isn't that a wonderful story? This is called Michael for the Triumph of the Immaculate, a journal of Catholic patriots for the social creditory monetary uh, reform. But that story explains exactly how the monetary system works. There's doesn't, they want you to say Democrat, Republican. That's the entire point of politics. <laughs> right? Isn't that a great story? And it happens over and over and over. The more people start becoming aware of the scam, the more the scam doesn't work. They want us to buy. Yeah, and your head filled with nonsense. But here's the thing. It's like you're... I'm not recommending anyone overturn the financial system. It's not possible right now. What I recommend is that you um, learn to live within it. Understand what it is. Understand what the mechanics are. Oh, the sun or the star. Left wing, right wing. Oh, let's argue endlessly about who's, who's the cause of all this suffering. You know, all this financial suffering. Because people still want money. They still originally asked Oliver to, to, make, to print them their money. And then over time, they see the scam. But the, the, Oliver is, is a tool of the devil in that story. He's harnessing sin. 
The more sin those five men have, the more he can profit off them. Money is only real based on belief. Yeah, it's all, we don't have gold in Fort Knox. It's all complete nonsense. All right, Odyssey said, I sent this yesterday, but right when the show ended, look up the word niggard or niggardly. Yeah, it means cheap. I believe the original Jewish slave traders had a sense of humor and made a colorful connection with niggard and nigar. Perhaps it was in relation to how much their black slave brokers were charging. Um, all right. The system of debt money that Oliver established on Salvation Island made the little community sink into financial debt at the rate at which the island developed and enriched itself through the work of its inhabitants. Yes, but it only works through sin. That's why when, when these people say, oh, if you didn't vote, you don't get to have an opinion for the next two years, cried the indebted slave. No, if you blame each other for the problems of the financial system, which is blatantly what it is, then you're playing right into their hand. Oh, no, but what about the child abuse, Big Bear? Yeah, the best way to stop child abuse is to be a good parent. Okay, so that's it. And it's not, oh, oh no, but if we get Dan Crenshaw, we'll be able to keep our gun. No, no, that's not real. This this is how they rule you guys. Hey, everybody, do you read the sun or the star? Pay up. The more progress, the bigger our growth domestic product, the more, the more money, and then the money, the precious money. Dude, it's like a joke. Oh, so what do we do? Now I'm falling into despair again. It's unlimited. Want to know what else could have happened? Those people could have just started building shit and just not listened to Oliver anymore. Because Oliver requires armies. Oliver requires servants. And those servants have to be either ignorant or evil to work for Oliver. To enslave their fellow man. So as the ignorance fails, they have to be evil. What do we know about evil? Evil doesn't last. Evil is weak. Evil usually requires a lot of addiction and alcohol and lies to maintain. What do we know about lies and addiction? It leads to the destruction of the man doing it. It's a good, it's a good, you're good it's a happy ending. Printing out the story before it gets dropped. I think it'll be all right, Dan. It was from 1936. Uh, is the sun and the star in that story is Mockingbird? The sun is a star? I don't believe the sun is a star. I think that's, that's wildly stupid. Back then, people weren't as, uh, you know, um, filled with the lies of astronomy and NASA and all that. I mean, if you look at stars and then you look at the sun, it's pretty obvious they're not the same thing. Oh, no, but it's 100 million zillion miles. That's why it's smaller. Oh, my God. The bankers have really filled people's heads with nonsense, huh? Right? Do you see it? Christians can have their Bible in their hand, but the banker has filled your head with such nonsense that you literally don't even listen to what the Bible says. The Bible's like, the moon is the light to rule the night. There's a firmament, and there's waters above, and waters below, and the choir of angels, and they're like, yeah, but no, it's infinite black, and it's like, oh my God, they're successful. Are you, are you a, a, a demon crat? <laughs> oh God. All right, here's some super chats. Is this all the super chats, God? Astrolabian Bear, God, God bless the King of Bertaria, peace and prosperity all of ye days, or ye days. Jackobat, hey BB, just so you know, the term trauma economy was used by Ye in Lex Friedman's interviews, so the burnt space alien didn't invent it. Nice to know. Yeah, she sucks. 
And apparently I had said something like trauma economy before. Someone wrote to me about some uh, episode. The Trade Bear. Hi, BB. Glad to see you crushing so hard. It's been a while since I wrote in, but I've been in and out uh, listening quietly, and I really appreciate how consistently you've stayed anchored to what's actually true. Keep doing the good work. God bless you and your family. P.S. Looking forward to the mag. Awesome. Thanks for buying that mag. Kevin says, hey, BB, I'm a little behind on the streams and was sitting on a plane yesterday about to take off. When I turned on the first Grabler football stream, I erupted into uncontrollable laughter and proceeded to be looked at like a psychopath. It totally made my day. Thanks for the epic streams, brother, and crush on. Cod, you're okay too. Beachy Bear. Thank you, Beachy Bear. Yeah, and Grabler football is to show the absurdity of the banker, uh, the financial system, the Fed, the one-eyed weenus. Um, and I'm not saying to get rid of them because we don't have an alternative and way too many people are indoctrinated. There's going to be required a lot of suffering because the more productive you are, the more enslaved you are. That only, it, mouse utopia, then you hit that, that collapse where people are so demoralized, so gay, so addicted to deal with the slavery and they don't even know they're enslaved. They think they're the freest country in the world. It's such a fucking joke. Oh, America's the freest country in the world. What are you talking about? You're the most indebted. We're the most indebted to the central bank in human history. They just do up is down, left is right. It's the God of lies. It's uh, Satan, you know? And when you're dealing with these type of people, they're so fucking traumatized that they're like, I'm going to be the, because they're godless, you know, they're like, I'm going to be the light of the world and I'm going to be in control of everything. And then before you know it, they're back on their wagon with an empty barrel of rocks. It's the story of the Jews over and over and over and over again. They're back in their wagon with an empty barrel of rocks with a bunch of angry uh, townies. Now, did the townies want their, their money? Yes. Did the townies want their system? Yes. That's why it's not fair to just attack the banker. You have to grow out of it. You have to morally grow out of it and not love money. If only the Bible had something to say about the love of money, right? Does the Bible say kill the banker to get rid of your problems? No, the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. And so take accountability or else it won't, you won't get out of it. Because I know as I read that, so many people are like, just kill Oliver. No. Because then, you, you, then the five men would have no idea who owns what, and they would start a, uh, a civil conflict. You have to figure out other means. And the best way to do it is to break the programming of left-right paradigm. Uh, I believe the whole NASA thing is just to keep your mind completely fucked up. You're on a spinning ball in an infinite vacuum. The sun is a star. The moon is a, a, a rock that you, that you can read a book from 240,000 miles away, but a bunch of people played golf on it and couldn't go back. It's like, what the fuck? You see the, 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 the motivation of Oliver is to keep everyone's head filled with total nonsense. You know, and because that way they're just like, oh, I got, they're exhausted from the endless nonsense the average farmer the average carpenter the average plumber could see through the banker scam so how what do you do you fill their head with alcohol you fill them with uh, left team right team nfl 
Joe Rogan experience. It's just bullshit. We didn't get this immoral overnight. Oh, I missed it. The Santa Claus. Yeah. No, and we, we, yeah, we didn't get this immoral overnight, and we're going to have to build our way back to a point where we don't love the, the banker's notes. Um, all right. BB, due to your new stance on anti-Semitism, God, do we have any more Super Chats, or is that it? I knew I had to go ahead and make you an anti-Semitic hipster little hat. I hope you like it. I figured now, instead of counting beads while saying your Hail Marys, you can count little hat helicopter spins instead. We're sure as hell not going to fix it in election cycle. Oliver hires both people who are running just to get you to choose between Dr. Oz and Frankenstein's monster. It doesn't matter who you choose. It's a submission. It is a consent to the system. And it keeps your mind completely paralyzed with nonsense. It's about your productivity. It's about barter between your people. It's about having an in-group preference. It's about staying out of debt. Riba. The Muslims know. The Muslims have been dealing with shaitan in the desert for a very long time. All right, I'll wear this while I read. This is from Jagobat. Compound interest is worse than all the bombs in the world. Okay? The voting doesn't matter at all. All right. I also threw an autistic rough album on poetic songs wrote that are kid-friendly and God-fearing. And lastly, I have a short story to tell you, which I like to call the documentary of the Miracle Bagel. Okay, here we go. You see, there was this documentary of a bagel. There's a quick super chat, and I received a tip on Rockfin. I guess I'm ours. Thank you. Guys, that story deserves a tip, right? Come on. Great knowledge. Great delivery. I read stories well. Hang on, let me, let me say my Hail Marys. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord's with me. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord's with me. Hail Mary, full of It's that stupid. The gravel copter. P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864. You see, there was this documentary of a bagel who performed the miracle of making a documentary in Las Vegas. This better not be gibberish. And this bagel who performed the miracle of, of miraculously making a documentary in Las Vegas had to also perform the miracle of pulling many levers to do this miracle. Tons of levers, tons and tons of levers, and there are miracles because it was a bagel that was making you, guessed it, his own documentary in Las Vegas by pulling many levers. And this bagel had a hole in his stomach in the documentary of a bagel that made a documentary. This is nonsense. Again. He was even more of a miracle, and so this bagel performed more than one miracle that day in Las Vegas. He made the documentary, he pulled many levers. What are you doing, Jack about Bear? You're trying to fill my head with nonsense? Are you working for the feds? When I say feds, it's not the FBI, it's the Federal Reserve. If they charged him rent on the meeting hall, they're out of debt. No, there's not enough money in the world to pay off the debt, so all you can give them is your labor and your possessions. That wasn't the letter you're talking about, BB? Then what the hell letter are you talking about? Jackobat. All right, let's continue. This is from Spice Bear. He's got a second letter in the box. I have this letter. I have this hat. I have this CD. Uh, I have one from Kung Fu Bear. I have one from Spice Bear. Was the second letter in the hat? 
I don't know, Jacobat. I don't know what to tell you. Thank you for the hat. Not in the box. Never mind. It's okay. Jacobat, the quote is, right drunk, edit sober. You got to do the second part. Well, I'm sure it was kind of interesting if you're retarded. Uh, he would have to pay into the economy to come up with rent. Okay, I'll just say it one more time, Scarbear, and then I'm not talking about it again. There isn't enough money in the world to pay off the debt. And on that island, you can see it very clearly. With $1,000 issued, $1,080 has to be returned. That's all that matters. That's all that matters because all the money is his. It's all his money because it's backed by gold. The entire system is his. So he doesn't, he's already entitled to all the money. It's his money. <laughs> I see what you're saying, kind of, but there's no way out of that. There's no way out of this. All right. Maybe being bears, it's Spice Bear. I wanted to write a letter, but instead I wrote a poem that I hope you guys like. It's called The Devil Flees from Goodness. The devil didn't create while God's back was turned. He hightailed it out of heaven once his head was duly spurned. He burst out from the center and from where the edge he sought, but the dregs of the bottom is where his resentment caught. Like shells along the shoreline, lies sifted from the truth and washed up cold and bare and hard to haunt poor mortals' youth. And when their tongues were twisted and their hearts like brittle stone, the devil laughed beside himself that he was not alone. But so far from the center, such a long way from the top, the devil couldn't find the line where goodness seemed to stop. And though his forked tongue flicked and he stomped with cloven feet, the mortals that he tricked could not take back the first defeat. And that is why the devil, though he dwell inside us all, cannot erase the goodness the Creator came to call. To speak a world from nothing, to grow from ground to sky, the Creator laughs and shakes his head and watches the devil try. Much love and onward to Bertaria Spice Bear. That was beautiful. That was absolutely beautiful. And one thing I will point out about that story, would you want to be, would you want your money tied to the social credit of the Catholic Church? I wouldn't. Why no, um, uh, just don't charge compound interest and you're fine. It's that simple. I don't want some pedophile Pope telling me whether or not I'm high or low on a social credit system for money. The thesis of that uh, story wasn't, um, wasn't a, 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 an actual solution, but the description of the island was perfect. That's why I read the whole thing. Here's some super jacks. Jack Katz says, I'm always looking for side work plumbing. I think money is gay, so if any bears are struggling and need some plumbing done, I'm willing to work for a home-cooked meal, a barter, or just great conversation with like-minded individuals. Again, I'm on the Bertaria app as Carulian Bear. That's C-E-R-U-L-E-A-N Bear. Thank you. It's awesome. That's, uh, he's out of Spokane, Washington. I'm a commercial plumber in Spokane. If any bears are interested in learning an awesome trade, the private company I work for is hiring apprentices with no experience needed. Starting pay is 19 an hour. I'm on the Bertaria app as Carulian Bear. Thanks for all you do, Big Bear. Indeed. That's awesome. That, that's the solution. Learn a trade, learn a skill. Because this Ponzi scheme is going to fail. It always fails. There's no way to get blood from a stone. Sending this tip to your way to pay the gay away. Also, Jack off bats is a homo and Aperture is gay and need to super chat. Additionally, Bad Joe is a fruitcake. Moreover, sleep deprived likes men. Thank you, Jonah Bear. Thanks for the updates. Austin says tip for story time with no copyright breaks. Epic stuff. Indeed. 
And we also have the, uh, the new cartoon from Food Forest Bear. I'll read one more letter, and then I will read Food Forest Bear. This is from Kung Fu Bear. A very loyal and longtime bear. Dear Owen Benjamin Smith, as the winds turn colder and the days grow more rogan, short. I'm reminded of the first fall season I wandered into your saloon. For the first time, pretty jacked the fuck up on the news media and fake traumas, but also getting it a little bit. Airborne gay space aides had yet to spring from the Magi's smallish hat of spells. And the fireside propaganda burning sing-alongs were peak. Don't need landing gear if we can't even see the aircraft carrier, am I right? Have any of you boys seen an aircraft carrier? Top Gun Recovery Program, still one of my favorite sketches of yours of all time. I enjoy the needed laughter as well as the glaring opportunity for a leap forward for faith, discipline, and understanding in my life. And with nothing much going on but hankering for the gravy, I was soon to be verified as Kung Fu Bear. For a moment, a panda could have snuck into the bear name because of that movie of the same title. And forever grateful are we that that is not the case. This was before we found out the pandas are likely drunk rogans in furry suits. Other than this near misfortune, there's been nary a moment of regret since joining your incredible audience in the comedy show, You Can Never Leave. And I mean that in the best way. Your marvelous consistency performed under forced, less than reasonable duress has been a true service rendered during a time in which many Americans have thrived on such enjoyment, especially in the face of what's been presented. Wow, you're such a good writer, man. Well, it's true that a range of enthusiasm can be found amongst your loyal following, whether they're selling roasted beans out of a wheelchair in Baltimore or hoarding potatoes in a flooded mine shaft in Ireland. We see you, potato nigga Papa Jay. Or hauling stolen watermelons across the Chitlin Circuit with no shirt, no shoes, and no seatbelts, Mr. Bowler Bear. Or throwing raves and standing for BJs at the Boston Buick dealership, Titty Bear, who could be stood with on the BJ bus, maybe what a legend, or endorsing Pinky's Out teacup sipping and way overcooked steak from under a vast array of lamp lighting, Stuntman Bear, or sailing the seven seas from the helm of giant-sized vessels that surely could be aimed at Antarctica with at least 30 of us in a pinch, Deep Blue Sea Bear. Or defending inner chakra work and knick-knacking from the backseat of a Subaru in Wyoming, with real valor and a stolen Wi-Fi signal, Nighthawk Bear, legend. Or wherever Longbow Bear is hiding out, silently waiting with God for his buck to find out what an arrow is, this community also seems to be most, most of what remains of the salt of America, the true grit crowd. No fancy costumes, jorts notwithstanding, or trick photography in Jared Leto's basement, or ethernet cords required. I consider myself a man of great fortune to get to ride alongside the great gravy train, express, and enjoy the energy and camaraderie and fun with the great people for supporting what I like. As you call it, the true, the good, and the beautiful. What we have been up to has been one of the most fun experiences possibly, as well as helped me put a few things together that were formerly elusive like a basically free $400 over 20 years that is just one nickel per day, which equals free. Lifetime pass to go camping in your backyard. That's hilarious. That is a deal of a lifetime that your haters just don't understand, and good thing. If they had any fortitude, they'd have 
ponied up for a spot to hassle you from two and left the message boards alone for a weekend. That'll probably never happen. By the way, did that Owl Preserve retreat for James True ever take off? That's hilarious. Did Dirt Buckets just have a stroke, or is that the sound of Triple Bananas jackpot at the Seminole Magic City Casino popping in the chat? Somebody check on Coddington, seriously. Since those early days of the meme were fun and being kicked off IG for celebrating a few of the more fun words and calling myself one of the most fun ones, the one that starts with the letter N and ends in I, G, G, E, and R and rhymes with Tigger and sounds just like nigger. As the freshly minted self-proclaimed Kang of the Nagarians, I started my business Laurel Classics with no plan or financing in place No financing, but what will Oliver do? You see why we crowdfund for Bertaria Campground Land? We're staying away from Oliver. Oh, 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 you're you're, you're, you're scamming. No, no, I'm insanely intelligent. And we have a high trust, high morality uh, crew, and we can get around the scam that I just read to you on the Island of Salvation. You see what I'm doing? You see how it's all coming together? All right. Um, With no, uh, just a strong, humbled nigger warrior king going for it, mainly because of some fellow lover of cats, job site shot callers, dwarves of Instagram enthusiasts, and high fiver of BJs out of Boston, Titty Bear spilled the beans and told you about uh, this idea of mine on a live stream way before I was ready to give it a shot. And could have just been pranking, but it turns out that is how God maybe has stuff go up sometimes in the realm to make something happen for his people. And it's going good. It was your bike being stolen from your driveway, allegedly, that triggered a run of comedy and entertainment that could probably not get any more legendary. And for me, it was getting a bike together in my driveway, along with some crucial confirms and spell breaking from you and the Gravy Seals, that sparked an idea for me not wanting to be involved in the excruciatingly gay business of pictures, shows, pornos, music, news, media, stories, and nonsense anymore at any level and go for the earliest, truest, realest dream I could remember having for myself, the first idea ever since before I endured the storm of endless lies was motorcycles. Since that spark happened for me, a good amount of relentless, tireless building has taken place. Custom motorcycles right out of my kitchen. And no overpriced moon boots, Bear. I know you're listening. You can't get one. After that BS you did with Kim in the music video on the motorcycle, you're done with... We're done with you and motorcycles. We can talk about it later on, maybe, after you get over the moon boots and the scarves and the J's and the whips and the leather daddy stuff. By the way, yay, we are slanging threads left and right on the interwebs all over, and it's a beautiful thing. The support has been so tremendous. Rudy and Trunk keep calling me to ask how something so huge and tremendous can be happening without any silly red hats. None of you can have any of this stuff, by the way. Not Moon Boots Bear, not Trunk, maybe Trunk, but only if he gets Buzz some relief. You guys have to let Buzz spill the beans. Then maybe you guys can get a shirt. He's literally dying to spill the beans. Let's get him in the spacesuit and make it happen. Live from Laurel Canyon, this is Sunday morning. Have out with it. European vacations, true story. We've had enough of it, Buzz. Go away. She's not into it. 
As an aside, it's a little bit challenging to not take the NASA stuff personally and get angry about it. When Buzz fucking moon nigger fuck Aldrin is trying to pull a fast one on your mother. Relentless. It's, it's a true story. Buzz Aldrin tried to bang Kung Fu Bear's mom. It's been so tremendous to support, though, that Jays have been sending pigeons carrying offers for my early life memoirs. Apparently, the legends of my pandemic frugality and maximization of value have been gripping audiences from the rabbi's pulpit at the synagogues. This is from sources close to the rabbis, allegedly. Don't believe me? Just ask Toronto Jew Bear. Confirmed. Is this Negro's paradise? It is the returner, allegedly, who could be Kang. This is great. There could be tears on the page if it was handwritten, but they'd be tears of joy, gratitude, and relief. While you're reading this nicely typed letter instead of a formal handwritten attempt, for your delivery's sake, instead of torturing you with squinting through the Rachel Maddow lenses into the scribble scratch, messing up the jokes, having everyone think I got all hopped up on RC cars and wrote you a letter again, instead of sliding headlines from the funny pages to your DMs at three in the morning like usual, quietly to yourself, you've been really cool and high trust about that, by the way, thank you. And also, due to your continued efforts away from doing something terrible for a living, our shipping department is upgraded to a fancy laser printing device. Imagine that. Anyway, thank you for the promises beyond delivered, for getting fired up, for never giving up, for keeping it going and playing a mean, sweet tune on the piano of yours. May the laughs, the great times, and the gravy be ladled for years ahead, Mr. Big Bear. You're doing great, kid. Keep it up. Your buddy in Tel Aviv West, Kung Fu Bear. Thank you, Kung Fu Bear. Yeah, I don't spill the beans on stuff unless it's an act of crime or I hate the person. So yeah, of course I keep everybody's, everybody's, you know, privacy. Kike's Bike Shop. That's real. Whoa. There really is a Kike's Bike Shop. Wow. Hilarious. Oh, is that your bike shop? Do you call it Kike's Bike Shop? Nice, classic. All right. Uh, here's a Rockfin Super Chat from Alexander. Fascinating episode. Been watching about two or three months now. Awesome streams. I'll send a letter and a piece of silver as soon as my verification, Bandicoot Bear. Welcome, Bandicoot Bear. And you see why I'm always into, like, silver and any alternative to the green notes? And don't get me wrong. The green notes are great. I use them to buy important things. And I use money, and that's why I'm not... Uh, actively against the Federal Reserve because it is a system, it functions, it is a scam, and it's falling apart. Cucumber says Kung Fu Bear is getting it indeed. But that scam doesn't... Okay, so those five men on the island with Oliver scamming them, it doesn't change their labor. It doesn't change their life. You know, it doesn't change all the blessings God has given them. Oliver supplies a system that once it hits exponential, it's pretty quickly falls apart. Sir, my wife has been shitting out kids since nine months after I married her. Good for you, Friendly Bear. Well done. All right, now it's time to watch uh, Food Forest Bears, and that'll be it for today. Where's Food Forest Bear? One second. One second, everybody. Does it say food in the title? Unblemished sacrifices. Kyan 10? 
Can you send me Food Forest Bears uh, link so I can just open it? I can't find I've been getting a lot of emails lately. I'm at a point where you either give me a better system or just shut up about it. Well, you can still function within a demonic system, no problem. Uh, I read the whole story last night, very nice. I was left thinking about the role gold plays in a sound monetary system. As, yeah, no, but I agree. My buddy's sending me this right now. He's like real big into gold. As he's arguing, it's not necessary in a social credit model. I also read some more about him and his economic theories on Wikipedia. Interesting stuff. Thanks for sending it to me. Uh, I have no problem with gold as long as it's, there's no reba, as long as there's no interest. Okay, there it is. Okay, sweet. Thank you, Food Forest Bear. Let's watch this. Great work. This is called The Steps to Overcoming the Digital Lynching. And I made this before I ever talked to the artist formerly known as Kanye West, I believe. And I still, you know, it's all exactly true. This is exactly how I feel about the entire thing. And this is really, really well-timed for what we just talked about today, about how to get past. Because here's the thing. What I just read to you about the bankers is all true. And it's important to not be angry about it. Uh, it's important to not, the, the reason I'm talking about this is so that you don't blame your neighbor for the financial collapse that, that was started over a hundred years ago. Um, so it's not about getting mad at the system. It was created by the people who created it have been dead for a long time. They're all dead. So now we have to figure out how to thrive within it. And it's fun. Once you do that, you realize it's all good. There's always been these systems in play. I'm starting to love Ye. Me and him need to have a sit down. I can help him deal with this phase. Phases are as follows. Phase one, say the truth about Zionism, expecting people to agree. Phase two, lose all platforms controlled by Zionism. <laughs> Phase three, see how many people are sellouts uh, and watch people turn on you. This is the angry phase. That's where EA is right now. And he's the richest black man in the world, okay? He's massive. So the fact he's only allowed on Chris fucking Cuomo is a huge censorship. Like when I was first saying true shit, I was still allowed on Prager U, Steven Crowder, blah, blah. Because before that, I was in a much broader, I was on Comedy Central, TBS, NBC, ABC, right? And then it's like, oh, no, 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 not anymore. You've crossed some lines. So they salvage the brand equity. Salvage. And then you go to the next layer. And then I'm no longer allowed there. And then the next layer. And then they're like, you're not allowed on Airbnb, motherfucker. He's currently in his... Because they can't just make him go, like, silence him completely. It's not possible. It would create the largest Streisand effect in the world. That's why people are like, oh, they're going to kill him. It's like, uh, no. Malcolm X would have been forgotten in history, potentially, if they hadn't killed him. Killing dudes, like, that have a name and people that know him is not smart unless the person is doing a criminal act. Then you can kill him. And... They, they would love to, but they're not gonna. That's true, Cuomo is a, is a censorship because nobody watches him anymore. Exactly, exactly. Ye's huge, huge. Like, he had like, he was married to fucking Kim Kardashian. He's like a tabloid 
Uh, he's like Katniss Everdeen, guys. Like he's, you can't just put that back in the bottle. I see the Jews' point, or <laughs> any of it. So when they make a platform and you want to talk shit about them on the platform, they're going to kick you off. That's their right and it's fair. You might not agree with their shitty, stupid, lying, deceptive-based lifestyle, but if you want what they have, you got to play ball, and that's okay. And then all the people that turn on you, you got to understand, they are sellouts. So this is one, the, the time that you get real angry is when you're like, when you're like, dude, I'm saying the truth. Why are they silencing me? Because it's the truth. You understand? You're proving the point. This is my how, song. How blacks are being enslaved and how to set your people free. And no one can take it away. So if you're going to manage slaves, the whip isn't even the best way to do it. If they don't break, if they don't cock, if they don't beg the, the cracker to stop, you give them privileges. You give them free whiskey. You give them pornos. You give them access to big, juicy asses. You start promoting other bucks to compete with them. You, you create resentment. So when you give the buck uh, that won't break free shit and he doesn't share it with his people, they'll start hating him for it. You know, you give that buck some free whiskey and he doesn't pass it out to his people. See, that can backfire too. What happens when you give the buck that won't break free whiskey and he says, all right, everybody, let's all share this. You're my people. Oh, no. Now you're making a king, unfortunately. So then you just give them all a ton of fucking whiskey, get them hammered. You, know, you see how what I'm saying? And the more you have to degrade them to keep them in order and keep them in line, uh, the less productive they'll be as slaves. And now you're seeing that a lot with uh, a lot of black Americans. One reason why I think they've been so degraded is because a lot of them do rebel. I think blacks require a lot more shiny wheels for Shaq's car and, you know, uh, whoring and prostitution and drugs and evil to keep them in line. Because they can't just kill the slaves or else you make heroes and martyrs. And then people will die for the truth at that point. You know, they learned this thousands of years ago. Blacks don't make good slaves. They really don't. They're very disagreeable. But that's why if you're going to enslave them, you have to, uh, you have to use their disagreeableness against them. That's why you get them arguing over who has lighter skin, their frizzy hair versus the, the, the good smooth hair and who's got white hair and who's like a little light skin and bitch and, you know, who's got more candy and who's got like shinier cars. Like that's how you do it with people that, um, you know, and it's, it's brutal. So how do you set your people free? Do you do it with money? Do you do it with, with, with revenge? No. You do it by having a good time while you're getting whipped. Yeah. It's been so long. So, so you're free, now what? Stage four, get goats and a greenhouse. Stage five, get out of debt. Stage six, build alternatives. Stage seven, realize how much money and time the platforms were actually stealing from you that kicked you off. That's a really fun stage. <laughs> Stage eight, secure land in Idaho and Missouri. <laughs> Stage nine, mock the sellouts as a relaxing hobby from your farm with your family.
And I wonder <laughs> if you know That's great. what it means. Well done. To find your That's uh, food at Food Forest Bear. Oh, stage 11 make cheese. I forgot about that stage. You got to also get a cow and start making cheese. All right. <laughs> All right. So that is. Um, What's going on? Who's, what the fuck is this? Just auto-played another person? How dare you? Food At Food Forest Bear. Shut up. Who the fuck is that? There's no consent there. Well done, Food Forest Bear. So that's At Food Forest, Food Forest Bear on Odyssey. Share that with anybody. That's right on the money. And now, would you like to see again why I'm so into Muslims? Because of the financial discipline. Oh, how dare you? I drank the wine and ate the cracker. Are you paying compound interest? Your children are enslaved. All right? The whole thing's the financial system. And I try to stay away from riba. And riba, one of the biggest sin Allah mm. mentioned in Quran, I'm Muslim, you know. Yeah. Mm. And people underestimate this. Riba can kill not couple people. They kill all, like, cities, countries. Islands. You know? And I try to stay away from this. And for me, it's very hard where I keep my money. I know a lot of people like big businessmen, uh, when they realize what is this riba, and they have like big contracts, they offer like big banks. Yeah. They want to invest. And when they understand this is riba, they say no. Mm. They say, no, no, only 1%. No, half percent, no. Same thing, half percent or 50%. No is no. Riba is riba, you know? Yeah. And that's why, and it's a little bit sad to understand that there is not too many invest companies like who can help mm. billions yeah. Muslim people who want to stay away from riba. I'm Muslim and I try to... You see why that's so important? Like, that's why these people can actually say the truth. Qatar World Cup ambassador. Homosexuality is damaging the mind. Why can America not say that? Because America has been conditioned and mind-controlled by their Reba masters that homosexuality is liberation and freedom. Why? We're at a stage in the collapse of the financial system. It has nothing to do with politics. That they're convincing everybody that to put their dick in a guy's anus is brave. Why? Because it keeps you in a state of confusion. The devil is the god of confusion, of lies, of nonsense. Oh, yeah, the sun is a star. What fucking, what are you talking about? Look at the sun and look at the stars. Is that the, oh, billions and trillions. Oh, okay. Make sure you eat your corn syrup and watch your porno, slave, right? Reba will destroy your nation, and that's what we're facing. Who, who you vote for and who is in the government does not matter at all. All that matters like the media, when they say, oh, Jews control the media, of course they do. The federal is, the bankers control the media. The media is intended to keep all of us arguing, saying, you're the reason everything's bad. No, you're the reason everything's bad. It's only about Reba. It's only about compound interest. You know, that's it. But the thing is, is it's not real. It's not real. You still can have your, your gasoline and your food and your transportation, all that. All they did is give a system of exchange. And until we have an alternative, I recommend using the one we currently have. 
But when you make a loan to someone, don't charge them interest. Now things get very difficult because money is inflating. So let's say you give someone a $10,000 loan for, uh, for their business. And so if you want back 1,200 uh, within in 10 years, that you could argue that isn't even interest because that's how much the money would theoretically be worth. So that's why silver and gold is good or buying into percentages. Like if you give somebody a loan based on how much it's worth in silver or in gold or in land, like what we're doing with the Bertario lands is I'm leasing to own it without any interest because Reba is a sin. It's declaring war on God. And after that story I just read to you, you can see why. And it's nonsense. They're going to end up hat in hand with their barrel of rocks in their covered wagon trying to go to some other country that doesn't exist. Khabib's prodigy named Islam just won the 155-pound UFC title with Khabib in the corner. First thing they said after is Al-Hakmadulia, all glory to God, powerful stuff. Yeah, and if you are in the real world and not in the illusion of the bankers, of NASA, of right-left politics, it's only God and you. You pray, all, you know, every, every moment of your life is a prayer. You are here by the grace of God. Everything that grows, everything that swims, everything that runs, all the water flowing, the smile of your baby, none of it has to do with the banks. Okay? Those people are so good at fighting. I'm so good at comedy because my mind isn't filled with as much nonsense. Imagine if we're totally out of it. My mind, mind still has nonsense. My mind still has programming like uh, adware and, you know, Trojan horses and all this shit that's put into our heads so that we don't see things clearly. Because the minute you see something clearly, you go, oh, this is a slave system. We're bombing the Middle East because they don't want to take compound interest or sell heroin. Bang. The bank's like, oh no, you're anti-Dominic, you're anti, you, you like terrorism. You, it's, a blah, 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 blah. it's all bullshit. That's why it's like, here comes the red wave. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? So you're telling me that the Republicans are no longer gonna engage in the compound interest slavery of their population? I didn't think so. They can't even be against gay marriage. They can't even be against the globe model of insanity. And I know some people listening right now are like, oh, that's the one thing. I don't care. I, I, I believe whatever you want. I'm not mad at you for it. It's not even a major issue for me. But if you don't realize that there are cosmological models to keep you from, there's, there's whole theologies around Christianity that keep you from the direct worship of God Oh no, I've already eaten the cracker. I'm all salvaged. I have salvation. I'm salvaged. I'm, I'm, okay. BB, your camera is very unstable. Every time you move, it shakes vigorously. We'll deal with it, normal bear. I think we're fine. Uh, God and Satan will provide for us. It's our choice who we choose. Right, right. And Satan's deal will always disintegrate the longer you're in it. He always throws his service, servants from the high horse. That, that island of salvation, if that little grabber hadn't left, if that little grabber hadn't left, what would have happened? One after another, the population would have killed each other. The, low, the one with the least amount of money would end up in a debtor's prison. They'd throw rocks at him. Maybe they'd kill him. There'd be 
you know, it would be death. It would be the mouse utopia experiment. Uh, what is the Streisand effect? The Streisand effect is when you ban something, uh, it gets more popular. Like Andrew Tate has used the Streisand effect falsely to convince people that he's censored. He is on mainstream television talking about being censored. You know, it, it's the Streisand. What happened was Barbara Streisand had a problem with someone taking a photograph of her house. This is why it's called the Streisand effect. So she sued the photographer and then like thousands of people started taking photos of her house because her fighting against it, her trying to censor it had the, that's why they always have to manage backlash. They have to manage blowback. So that's why they like to control the opposition. And they've been setting up these systems since the banking industry, the financial banking industry, the fractional banking is blessing of Shaitan, the wealth of a family is blessing of TMH. Nothing much will change Turtle Face and Chucky still holding the purse strings. But they don't hold your purse strings. They hold the, if you love community more than money, you're, you're okay. Money's just a means of exchange. And it does create more prosperity in a sense because you can, um, it, it creates a, a, a more uh, liquidity, more lubricant for trade. Now, overall, it's sucking the wealth out of everyone's life, but that's why this community is such a blessing. You guys, you know, have contributed to us crowdfunding land outside of a bank. And the little gremlins, the little demons are like, oh, you're just giving away your money to Owen Benjamin, who's going to sell it and live on a yacht. Those people are totally fucked. And you can see it. It's like, okay, 400 bucks, 1,000 bucks to help your community get land outside of the banking system with no interest where you can do cultural building events there without needing licenses given to you by the devil. If you don't see that as valuable, I don't know what to tell you. That's as valuable as it gets. You know, you guys pre-ordering magazines, like all that stuff, just subscribing to Unauthorized, tipping me and Coddington so we can do this professionally, even though we both have fam families. We are building a culture that will build through the fall of this Babylonian system, God willing. All blessings are from God. If Like this, this fighter, the one fighter that's all about reverence to God and, and gratitude is the best fighter ever. And he just taught the next best fighter ever. That tells you all you need to know. Everything comes from God. Everything comes from God. All of it. Annie D says, awesome episode. Thanks. Anytime. And then Sean, I received a tip at Rockfin. Yeah. Tate said with a straight face that he was a trillionaire. He's a fucking retard. He prays on young boys and men who will sign up for Hustle University and forget about it. 50 beans a month just sucking them dry. Well, yeah, but it's his teachings that's the problem. I don't have a problem with someone charging $50 a month to teach. It's his teachings are toxic. And now I believe his role, and I'm not going to judge his heart. I could totally be wrong. But from what I see, it's to gatekeep. Uh, it's to be a, a voice in quote-unquote Islam that's, that's totally not Islamic, in my opinion. I'm not judging his heart. I'm not judging his intention. But he doesn't appear to me that he's going against compound interest rates and the prostitution of women and the confusion of the use that they don't see through the banking industry. But the good news is a lot of Muslims will see through it, in my opinion. Or Andrew Tate will grow 
and start disavowing the devil. Joshua says, another way to get rid of bodies. Oh, yeah, last night I did an Instagram stream all about the best way to get rid of bodies. It, it's not as dark as you think. It was very playful and fun. But so many people have the wrong idea about how to get rid of a body. So if you want to watch that, it's at unauthorized.tv. God, have you uploaded that one yet to unauthorized? I have problems with someone who claims they're being censored as they mass flag. Oh, yeah, he mass flagged my Instagram and bragged about getting it kicked off the week he became Muslim. That doesn't, to me, sound... Again, I don't want to point my finger because we all have our, our weaknesses, and I'm way out of saying someone's a fake Christian or a fake Muslim. My latest IG, yeah, the one I did last night in my bonus room. They're pushing him on YouTube in Turkey, too. I'm not signed into my profile, but still see his Islam interviews here. He's being pushed globally. Yeah, absolutely. He's absolutely being pushed globally. And I think it's to, because I think they really want to take, I'm speculating, but I think they really want to call a revolution in Iran. So they want a pornographer, a seller of women to be the face of, of, of Islam to say, not only should you not wear your burqa, you should sell your pussy in a Romanian warehouse, right? Why not? That, there you go. That's my opinion. Sleep deprived bear. This is in response to the legend and rising star Jonah bear. I don't quote unquote like men. Even if I spent all day programming in my sodomy based usury blood job and guzzling fruity fizzy water in downtown San Francisco, I, I guzzle fruity fizzy water. So swear, swear to God, but I am sending this booster chat just to be safe. Thank you, Big Bear, for keeping me straight. Anytime. Captain America says, just want to say today's stream is amazing and will be extremely helpful as a resource. Lots of boomer dads like my own will benefit from it. Onward to Bertaria. Indeed. And boomer dads, don't freak out about how I view the sun and the stars. I just, as someone who's done a great deal of research in a project paperclip and NASA and what they can prove and how much they lied and all that stuff. I believe it is a tool of confusion to keep people, uh, to keep their calories, their spiritual calories, their prana occupied so that they don't see that the entire system is about the financial, the financialization of everything, the tokenization of everything. And uh, yeah, and I'll give an argument for Bitcoin if you want. Bitcoin can't have compound interest the way it's described. So it appears to be a solution to this Ponzi scheme. But in reality, Bitcoin is the Oliver on the Salvation Island couldn't have dreamed of the amount of power you can get from uh, cryptocurrency with a public ledger. That's my opinion. But I do understand why people could say that because there's only going to be 21 million Bitcoins, um, Yada, yada, but, but you can, you still control it. It's, it's fictitious and you can still control it because over 50% is owned by JP Morgan. So they could crash or inflate Bitcoin depending on what they wanted to do with it. It's still completely controlled and it's digital and you could apply a satanic social credit system to it. All right. Final super chat. A uh, big bear hour so much better than the hour story hours that are being on in America. Thank you, BB, for all you do because of your dedication to everyone understanding the economic system. I'm finally starting to get it. My first sourdough starter is so much more important than any elections. Exactly. Exactly. Because the, the yeah, you guys are getting it. I've, the ledger is public, which makes, which means it's private, right? 
the stink of sulfur is always in the inversion. You know, the, the public ledger means it's private. Uh, do you know how many people would have to be in that? Right. We should build infrastructure not requiring a node to operate. I'm not in the currency game. I never will be. So I'm not going to propose an alternative to the Federal Reserve. I don't feel it's necessary. It's A, it's not my calling. I also don't want to be um, a, I don't want to be a competitor to the world's biggest cartel. You know, and you can call me any name you want, but that's just, it's not something I, I'm into. I would love to increase barter, which we're already doing on the Bertari Times app. That is not a threat to the Federal Reserve. Uh, and also, you know, people living out of uh, interest, uh, of compound interest. So investing in each other's businesses for a percentage of profits where if your partner wins, you win. That's why everything I do is 50-50. It's always 50-50. All my relationships are 50-50 because it's like you succeed, I succeed. I succeed, you succeed. That's why Coddington gets 50% of the Super Chats. And it does motivate him to do his job a lot. Like, you know, the more he does, the more he can make. It's not like we're not in a slave system. What do the Muslim countries do? Maybe we could copy them. Well, they still have fiat. They still have fiat, a lot of them. That's why Gaddafi tried a full gold back um, dinar and he was uh, murdered. Afghanistan is rejecting it. Syria is rejecting it. But they still have... Uh, central bank adjacent situation. Saudi Arabia is completely bought in, but the people aren't. You know, that's why those people, the, the, the leaders of Qatar, Oman, Kuwait, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, these people, the, the leaders have to at least pretend to be moral. The American leaders don't because so many Americans are in debt. So they're, they're, they're in the, the game. They don't have that moral consistency of saying no to Reba. But, uh, which is good. I'd rather live in a country where my leaders at least attempt to pretend homosexuality is not brave, right? Saddam tried to get off the petrodollar. Yeah, and Saudi Arabia makes the petrodollar. Saudi Arabia's agreement to only sell oil in dollars is the petrodollar. That is the home of Mecca and Medina. You know, so they, they have their troubles. They have their troubles. There is an IMF, there is a World Bank. And uh, the countries with the least amount of debt are the ones that are on America's hit list. Russia, Venezuela, North Korea, Afghanistan, Syria, uh, uh, Iran. Every, you know, where all the evil people live are the people that refuse to get involved in the compound interest slave trade. That's literally a fact. Swapping skilled trade is a good thing amongst men. Yeah, 100%. Like uh, Tempo Bear is going to... Uh, coach my son in pickleball in exchange for cheese. Now, there is a lot of instances where it's easier to, or it's more efficient to send fiat currency. Like when you guys tip me in the mail, that's great. That keeps this, this, this boat afloat, you know? Um, and that, but like when you're lending someone money, don't charge them interest and, and, and try, well, do what you want. I'm not telling you what to do. But just try to, in your life, stay away from compound interest. Because compound interest will destroy your nation, your county, your city, more than all the bombs in the world. I voted the right way yesterday. I helped my husband build shelves to 
stored all the canning jars I've been canning all summer. Exactly, exactly. And as this system winds down and as the debt becomes so burdensome that there's, no, there's nowhere to go with it, and we're past the peak. We're way past the peak. We're past the peak of like high morale, high productivity. Everyone's so excited about our bankers. That, those days are gone. A lot of people don't know why it's gone, but the amount of vitriol towards other things that don't matter and a lot of people that don't want to work, they see it as pointless or they can't afford a house, they can't buy into the American dream, all that stuff. It's, it's past. That doesn't mean the future doesn't have prosperity. I think it has more prosperity than when I was a kid. But you're going to want to like kind of be back as it burns. And... You know, and it's all about the morality of the population, the, co- the cohesion of the population, the, the commitment to reality, truth. We're all ignorant to truth, all of us. But I believe God judges us based on what we've been, what we know, what we've, because there's times in our life when we're shown the truth and we either choose to accept it or to pretend you didn't see it. And I think when you pretend that you didn't see it, when you've been shown the truth and you know in your heart it's the truth and you pretend you never saw it because you don't want to be stigmatized or lose some of your money, I think that's when you can run into some real spiritual uh, blockages. We're past the peak. Now it's time to get past the beak. Right, but think about all the people that love debt, love credit, love interest rates, love, love, love. And I think those are going to be the people that are the most angry at the Jews who sold it to them. I have no anger at the Jews. None. Because I'm not in their stupid games. Like my prosperity comes from my hard work and the blessings of God. You know, some special smart boys on the on BitChute are like, oh, it's such a scam. Owen doesn't make all his money from homesteading. Yeah, no shit. I make it from being a comedian and live streaming three and a half hours a day. Yeah, I can... I can um, pay for my, my hay and feed by selling cheese and milk. But yeah, no, I'm a professional talker, uh, community builder and comedian. Just my piano playing. I'm a better piano player than Elton John. You called black Nazis three years ago. What are we doing? Going to have three years from now. Bertaria. I've, I've been, all these predictions I've been making are just going to keep coming true. It's like, well, maybe, I mean, I'm not a prophet, but people are going to have more and more of an identity problem. They're not going to know who to blame and their blames are going to get more and more wild and inconsistent. Their cognitive dissonance is going to start putting them closer and closer towards a desire to addiction or the desire to speak the truth and be part of something good, true, and beautiful. Uh, Communities will start popping up. Uh, Main like massive communities will start falling apart, like people identifying as a Republican or a Democrat or all this stuff. It's, it's not going to hold as much weight. Um, literally never claim that. What did I? No, I claimed black Nazis three years ago. Swear to God. Yeah, I mean, choppy bear. No one cares what you think. Not one person in the world. Um, funny how cocaine gets called beak and that's very valuable. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, so that's the deal. No, I just, uh, I homestead for mental clarity and because I value really high quality food. It's not the way I make a living. I I make some of a living. I, we sell milk every day, but, uh, yeah, if I was going to commit to homesteading, it would be much different. It would be like, uh, 
I'd be, I'd be turning and burning and being extremely efficient with my animals. Whereas right now it's more of like many of my animals I just see as pets that are in herds and all this stuff. It's like, I have like at least 10 goats that I'm not even milking that just like hang out, <laughs> you know? And if I was, if my income was only from homesteading, it would be what I, the way I do it is I'd maximize profits by, um, by what, so the least amount of profit is just the milk. Then the next would be like cheese, then higher quality cheese or something like that. Because the work you put into it, like the amount of milk to make cheese, you have more of a profit margin on cheese. Saying you never claim to make full income from homestead. Oh, thanks, Choppy Bear. I appreciate it. I figured I misunderstood you, but I just want to throw a couple jabs in there to be funny. No, no. The people in BitChute make claims about my claims that I've never claimed. They're like, I gave him four dollars and I thought I was about to have a home for the rest of my life. You never did. All those uh, trolls, just at, like if I ever asked them, what email is associated with your donation? Not a single one has ever been a part of Bertaria. None. And if you don't understand it, don't donate. It's not for you. It's for people that uh, see through the, the bullshit. And we're way ahead of schedule, guys. In three, four years, you're going to look back at Ursa Ozarks and be like, I can't believe we were right about that. Internet commentators have some real wild beliefs. Oh, yeah. And people have been, I've been getting a lot of credit lately and a lot of love and also a lot of weird attacks. Um, not mad about it. I don't care. But it's just, uh, it's kind of a sign of the times where the roads are dividing. You're going to see more and more dividing. The main one seems to be the crack with Christ woman. Um, yeah, yeah. That woman's got serious mental problems. Uh, but that's okay. It, I mean, it's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> At this point, it's pretty hard to slander me because of my uh, consistency. Like, these people will say all kinds of crazy shit, and then you listen to a live stream and be like, no, I, I really like that, and what you said makes no sense now. At no point is Owen saying that he's a professional homesteader. At no point is he saying that you can live on his property and he can't simultaneously be scamming you and making a cult compound. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> All right. I can't glamp on your property permanently for $3. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They, they're going to matter less and less and less. You know, the solution is literally the infrastructure, like the buildings themselves are made for the system of dependency on the dollar. Uh, is the internet social media a mouse utopia experiment? I don't know. I got to go. I've, uh, I've done a great stream in conclusion. Uh, the, the sin of compound interest is more destructive than all the bombs in the world. It's the motivation for why they want to keep you divided and arguing and confused. Because when you see the, the slavery system, it's so obvious and so stupid. Uh, what else? I'm, I shared with you guys the first signing of Ursa Ozarks, uh, the Mouse Utopia experiment, and yeah, that's it. You're a professional homesteader if you sell your products. Yeah, I guess I'm a part-time homesteader, but I didn't buy, I don't like, I get it, it doesn't matter. It's no one's business, I guess. It's no one's business. It's no one's business what I do with my money. 
and no one bidding it what I do with my money. We're caught up with Super Chats? I guess no one cares. Great. Okay, so unauthorized.tv, if you'd like to send a Super Chat, P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho, 83864. Every bit helps. We accept fiat, silver, gold, um, or anything else you can think of. Entropystream.live slash app slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. And uh, if you'd like to donate to the Ozarks, that would be at BertariaCampgrounds.com. Definitely share this around with anyone that you think will benefit from it. And thank you all for your wonderful letters and this hilarious hat. Be fruitful, multiply, don't be fruity and blow, guy.